All right, guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. My name is Mike Simmons. I'm obviously not Bill Allen. You can probably tell by my voice. I'm not him. Uh, I am stepping in today for Bill to do this interview, and I am super excited and always honored when he asks me to help him out uh, in this capacity because I absolutely love talking to people, and the folks that he brings on the show are so amazing and so much fun to talk to and so uh, just great to have on that it's always a blast when I get to do this. Uh, today, we are speaking to Marcus Long. He is a uh, seven-figure flipping member. He's in the Runway program, and he has some cool stuff going on. And we're going to talk about how he knew that real estate investing was for him. Like, How did he know that that was the vehicle that he was going to use to create long-term wealth for himself, for his family, how he knew that was the right path for him, what happened that led him up to the point where he finally said, this is this is what I want to do. This is where I'm going to focus my time. This is where I'm going to go all in. And he has gone all in. He's an amazing investor and a great guy. Uh, he is a naval officer and he is a lifetime military guy. And so I just, I love it. I love talking to him. I know Bill uh, wished that he could have been the one talking to him uh, because they have the the, the Navy thing in common, and I'm sure that would have been a lot of fun for those guys to talk. Uh, but I, I absolutely had a blast stepping in. Uh, we talked about his whole trajectory, and this it was a bit of a slow burn for him in real estate. So we're going to hear all of that, his journey, how he knew, what he's up to now, what his plans are for the future, and it was just a great episode. So buckle yourself in. We do mention uh, during the course of our conversation that the way that that Marcus even got into our seven figure flipping world is he he attended Flip Hacking Live in 2020. And that was a virtual event that year because of COVID. But he attended that event. And it was funny, he was talking about he he went to the event with no intention of joining any masterminds. He was just going for information and was blown away by the, the three days of just incredible information, the integrity, the transparency of everybody on stage, and just what an amazing event. And he decided then and there that he had to be part of that group that he wanted to join the seven-figure flipping family, and he did it, and and you can hear his own words and how he talks about that. But there is another event coming up. This year, there is an event in Orlando. Every October, we have Flip Hacking Live, and this year is no exception, except this year, unlike last year, it's going to be live again. So that's going to be awesome. It's in Orlando, Florida. It's on October 14th. 15th and 16th. If you want to grab tickets, and I'm telling you, once you hear Marcus talk, you are going to want to grab tickets if you haven't already. But you can go to fliphackinglive.com. Grab your tickets. You can learn more about the event. The tickets are at an all-time low right now. They will only go up in price. So if you think that you may want to go, you should grab your tickets now because they will go up in price as the event gets closer and closer. So go to fliphackinglive.com. Grab your tickets. I'll see you there. But in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation I had with Marcus Long. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, Marcus, thank you for being here. And thank you for joining me on the Seven Figure Flipping podcast. 
Hey, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. And looking forward to the conversation with you. Yeah, me too. I really am. I think this is a fun and important conversation that a lot of people have in their minds, but they don't really articulate all the time and they don't hear other people's perspective. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but let's give people a little bit more uh, background perspective on who you are. Let, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of share with us what you were doing prior to real estate, maybe what your, you know, what, what was your career trajectory? What were you really interested in and how did real estate enter the equation for you? Absolutely. So you know, first of all, I'm a, I'm a husband, father of a six and three-year-old. Uh, I'm an active duty naval officer. I just went over my 20-year mark this week, actually. So nice. Nice. Uh, on the, the downhill trajectory of my, my career. Um, and then, as you mentioned, a real estate investor. And so uh, what was I doing? I was actually uh, dipped my toe into real estate 17 years ago. And I, I had enlisted in the Navy right out of high school, two weeks out of high school. And I was in the midst of a, a transition from my enlisted career to getting my commission as an officer. And so it was about, uh, about four years or so, uh, three or four years after um, I left high school when I was going through that transition. And that's when I, when I dipped my toe, when I went to the commissioning program into the real estate uh, and started my journey. Nice. Well, number one, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. And, and uh, thank you. congratulations on such a long, great career in, uh, in the Navy. Um, so what what was the thing that put real estate on your radar? Was there some, and again, I know there wasn't some like pivotal moment, but like for me, um, my, you know, for my, my dip into real estate or the reason I even, it was even on my radar was I was looking for a way to invest passively long-term, like for retirement and stuff. And so my thoughts went immediately to the stock market and things like that. And through doing that research and trial and error about what I really was interested in, I, I just stumbled upon real estate. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. What is this? So what, what, what put real estate on your, on your radar to begin with? Yeah. So I've always been interested in, in finance and stuff in general. Uh, in fact, when I went back to, to school, I, I majored in uh, bank uh, business administration with a focus in finance. Okay. And so I've always had that that interest, and so as I went back to, to school, I think you know through some a little bit of research and reading and stuff like I knew that real estate was kind of a generational wealth builder and stuff. But yeah. admittedly, when I stepped into it, like I I had no idea how to like analyze a property or anything anything of that nature. I, I literally just said, "Hey, I have an opportunity to purchase a, a property. You know, it will." you know, equity pay down over time and I'll have this, you know, money in 20 or 30 years or something. So it was a, a very low level of knowledge at the time that I did, but I think that's kind of how I stepped into it. Was that first deal then, uh, was it a rental? Was it a long, like buy and hold kind of So I actually, I, I used my VA loan and I lived in it. It was a, a condo. I lived in it for three years oh, okay. while I was going to college at the University of Missouri. And, uh, I didn't plan to before I, I bought it, but incidentally, I, I actually did some house hacking and stuff there uh, with a friend uh, of mine that was looking for a place to live. So, and then I kept it as a rental after I left. So I moved out of it in 2008 and I still own that property uh, today, actually. Did you, even uh, not, know what, did you know what house hacking was when you were like, you bought this thing and you brought a friend in to probably help you pay the mortgage or pay a lot of it? Did you even know that you were doing something called house hacking? No, I, it, was not, it was not intentional whatsoever. And I hadn't planned to when I bought the place. I planned to live there in the three bedroom, two bath by myself for three yeah. years. And uh, once I got it, you know, he kind of was moving to the area and I knew he was looking for a place to live. He kind of approached me about it. And I was like, oh, that could be pretty, pretty cool. You know, it pays almost most of my mortgage yeah. and stuff. And so, yeah, I had no idea. That's funny. 
So how did that first one go? Did they, did that friend pay the entire payment, part of the payment? How much of that were they actually covering for you? Yeah, it was probably, and you know, I, I probably was conservative on what I was charging and stuff as well. And, uh, but it, it was probably about 75% of my mortgage. Nice. Nice. Now, did that experience make you go, aha, this is this real estate thing is kind of cool. Or was it just like, yeah, I did it. It helped kind of pay the mortgage and you didn't think much about it. Or did that actually spark your interest? And what if I did this at scale? Or what if I did this on a, on a like uh, purposefully a little bit? Did that enter your thoughts? So I definitely think it like a light bulb went off a little bit, although just based on my career trajectory, like it, I would be making excuses if I, if I said I couldn't have, you know, done anything, but I went from, from college to uh, Hawaii, a very expensive market. I was writing subs for a while out there uh, deploying. Um, I followed that up by going to San Diego and still deploying and stuff. So just the operational tempo and living in expensive markets. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't take a lot of immediate action right after that. So I definitely clicked the light bulb and got me thinking more about it. But just because of uh, my life at the time, I didn't actually take a lot more intentional action right away. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But but at least the, there was something there for you. You knew there was something there. Um, so you you bought this property, you lived in it for three years, you still own it. What was the next step? Like, where did real estate kind of bubble back up to the surface for you again? Yeah, so I left that one in 2008. It was about 2010, the, the end of leaving Hawaii. And I actually, I bought another single family home from my brother, actually very opportunistic uh, that he was, he was leaving it. I bought it as a rental. Uh, so I got that a couple years later, 2013. Uh, we were renting some farmland that my family owns to uh, cattle farmers in Nebraska. And I had an opportunity to buy a 36 acre uh, farm just down the road from my parents. So I bought 36 acres. We run cattle there now and stuff. So there were a couple, every couple of years, you know, there was this yeah. like opportunistic thing. I knew real estate was, you know, I wanted to collect some over time. Mm -hmm. So, so I bought some. And so how, how did, if you don't mind my asking, cause I know people think of this immediately. I thought of it. And I know, I know people are thinking of this. How did you finance that? How did you buy your brother's property? How did you buy this 36 six acre uh, farm? Like how did that work out? Yeah. So it was a combination of uh, a couple of things is one, I'm from a, a pretty rural area and in, in Missouri, Northeast Missouri. And so I worked with small local banks on both that single family property uh, as well as uh, the cattle farm. Okay. And so by the time I had uh, bought the, my brother's property, it was about five or six years, um, you know, after um, leaving the condo and stuff. And, you know, I, I was now a naval officer. I'd collected, you know, some, some money. So I had enough for a, a down payment okay. and on the, on the single family property. So I think I used a fairly conventional uh, one on that yeah. on, on the farm. I actually, you know, did a kind of a conventional style, but only like 10% down. I actually used some equity on one of the other properties uh, to cross collateralize okay. um, into that. And, you know, that, and that's part of the reason I actually still own the condo today. It's not my, my best cash flowing property that I have, yeah. but I have a couple other properties tied to it from a cross collateralization. I've used that multiple times because I have quite a bit of equity in it at this point. Very smart. Now you, you joined the seven figure flipping group on the runway as a runway member back in October. So we're, as we're recording this, it's June. Uh, back in October. So obviously you were, you were in a mindset to put the investment forward to, to join the group because you knew it would help. Uh, and I won't put words in your mouth, but you can tell me if I'm wrong, accelerate your learning a bit and kind of help you understand what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. Um, 
so at, at some point you obviously, and you know, the, the, what we're, what we're talking about here is how does somebody know if real estate is right for them? Why not just keep those couple of rentals that you had your brother's property, the one that you bought originally, you're, you're in the, the military, you have a pension, I assume, right? So how did you know that real estate was something that you wanted to continue on? Cause we'll talk about it in, in a second here, but you're, you've done, you're starting to move into some big, big stuff, some big projects, right? So yeah. you are no longer a hobbyist, right? I mean, it might not be what you're doing all day long, every day, but you are, you are a fish. I know because of the, the deal that you're working on right now, you are not a hobbyist, my friend, you are, you are a real estate investor. Um, what made you, what made you know that that was someplace that you wanted to focus your, your time and your, and your energy. And ultimately it's kind of like your long-term play, right? Like yes. at some point it's going to be your, your only thing. So how did you know that real, cause there's other ways you can, you could, you could have bought a franchise, you know, you could have bought a Wendy's, you could have invested in the stock market. You could have a lot of things with the money and the, and the knowledge. Why why was real estate the thing for you? How did you even know that that was, what was the thought process there? Yeah. So, you know, I think my 17 years of investing has gone in a few phases and, and the, the properties we talked about were kind of like phase one over the first decade, probably shortly thereafter, I kind of started working with my, uh, some of my, my brothers and we kind of started talking about like, you know, this real estate thing might be still similar mindset, right? It's just this like long-term, you know, we'll build some stuff. We all had W2s and things like that. Were they investing but, in real estate? Were they already investing? Not prior to that. No. So okay. about 2016. So that's interesting. Okay. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to, I want to dig into this because you know, in your mind how it went, but I want to, I want to get this out there to understand when you approached them or they approached you, there had to be some conversation. What was it that you guys talked about? Because you were doing it. I, I understand you saw the value, but there must have been some conversation and thought on their side of whether or not they wanted to be involved. What, how did that conversation go? Did, did, was it a convincing thing? Like, hey, guys, you, gotta, you really should be doing this. Or were they coming to you going, please, Marcus, tell us how you're doing it? It was probably a combination of the two, uh, to be honest, because the way it kind of kicked off was I actually, there was a property for sale in my hometown. I reached out to potentially put an offer in and uh, found out that my brother who's in the military and was in Iraq at the time had also inquired on the property uh, oh. separately, even, even though he wasn't investing, you know, I, he, obviously the wheels were spinning for him. And so I was like, okay, we're not going to compete. I'll reach out to him and say, Hey, what are you, what are you thinking about? You know? And so we, him and I started having a conversation about that. And, you know, then we, we decided like, okay, we, we might work on some of this together. And then we broached the topic with uh, our other, other brothers and brother-in-law. So there were five of us total uh, at the time okay. that were having that conversation. There were different levels of interest. Some were more interested, like, hey, can I be involved with you guys? And the others were like, you know, we, we wanted, if we're going to have three of us, we might as well ask all five to, you know, uh, make it fair and stuff. So it was a combination sure. of the two, I think. Sure. So at that point, why... Okay, for you specifically, because I don't want to get too deep into what they thought, because it might, it's not really fair, they're not here. But why, at that point, you, it sounds like you had made, your mind was made up that real estate was for you. Why not a different vehicle for retirement, for passive income? Why not something else? Why real estate? Because real estate is, even, even the passive real estate is active in the beginning, right? You have to find it, you have to negotiate it, you know, you have to come up with funding, like there's stuff that has to happen, even in passive, quote, air quote, passive real estate. Why not do something else? Why real estate? I think early on, and even as I got into a few, some of these few deals, I still probably wasn't educated enough to realize how active some of that quote unquote passive yeah. investing could be. Right. I, I, 
you know, had heard a few podcasts or read a couple of books and stuff. And you just get this idea of like the, that passive income. And I certainly, other than, you know, my time in school and stuff, hadn't dug too deep into, you know, stocks and all that stuff. I was in, you know, investing in index funds and things of that yeah. nature, but I wasn't studying it and stuff. And so I, I think I still had this idea of just like this, this passive income thing and, and kept digging into that. And we actually, as a group, um, over the next like four years, we bought about 10 or 12 doors together. Um, some of them, you know, pretty quick, we, you know, we made a few mistakes, not like, you know, massive ones. We still own all of them. So nothing that we've like, you know, lost completely on and stuff that most of that's buy and hold type stuff, but we've learned some things. We, most of them were small rehabs. And then we, you know, jumped in and got some like larger rehabs that we were not prepared uh, to take on when we were all geographically separated and, and things of that nature. But uh, I think the, where it really clicked, honestly, was probably after, you know, 10 or 10 or 12 doors that I bought. And that kind of was when I moved into my third phase of real estate investing uh, when I when I moved over here to England. And because up to that point, it was all like kind of single family for the most part, and some small multi-use. And when I moved over here, uh, I joined a, a, another mastermind for active duty and veterans that was just kicking off. And that's when I really started getting exposed to, to different strategies. Up until that point, I mainly knew about single family. And it was just kind of like this long-term like wealth building uh, type of thing. Right. Yep. And like I said, I, it was probably a lack of education really where I just went down that road versus comparing it to something else. But as I got into this mastermind, I started getting exposed to the, the spectrum of, of strategies and, you know, from, you know, very active wholesale flipping, you know, buy and hold probably somewhere in the middle, all the way to this, this passive, um, pretty passive side, whether it's, private lending or, you know, limited partnership and syndications, all that kind of stuff. And, yep. you know, that's when it really started to, to click for me. And initially I saw the, the opportunity, cause I started thinking at this point, like, Hey, I'm going to retire from the military in a few years. I yep. don't really want to walk into another W2 and I want to provide my family options, right? Like I want to go watch my kids play sports, or I want to go volunteer on the weekend, or I want to take them on a month long international trip. And I started to see the flexibility that real estate can provide because I think a lot of us, when we start, we we're focused on buy and hold, you know, I mean, that's what people just like generally think of like a, a rental property and stuff yeah. like that. And really there's so many other strategies and options yeah. in real estate. And so it started to click for me how you could, you could mix and match these different strategies, you know, based on your desire, how active you wanted to be, how passive you wanted to be. Uh, and other, uh, other a- aspects, whether, you know, you're looking for tax, you know, benefits and things like that. And so when I saw these, it just really started to, to click for me. And then the other aspect of that is, that, is I've always wanted to, and this might be even one of the most important aspects of why real estate versus, you know, stocks or something else is I, I love helping people and, you know, giving back and making an impact and things like that. Yep. And in real estate, there are just so many opportunities to do that from, you know, from the tenants that live in the property to, you know, uh, you know, building out the community that they are for the impacts for my own family that I talked about uh, to giving back to, to charities or sustainability and things like that, that we can incorporate into our properties. There's just so many options and a spectrum across there that is, you can't necessarily do all of that if you're investing in, you know, stocks and things like that. So that's where it really all started clicking for me. 
Yeah, I love that. I, I've actually never heard anyone tell me that one of the re, one of the main reasons or something I click with them is how they could help and give back and do good as they're building, you know, this long-term, you know, portfolio, this, this wealth opportunity for themselves and their family. So the reason why, uh, to be super transparent here, the reason why I, I know of you and you know of me and you're on this right now is, is back in October, you made a decision to, to attend the, the um, Flip Hacking Live three-day event that we put on, right? Mm -hmm. And the one back in October was a virtual event. Just briefly, um, what about that event made you want to be part of the seven-figure family, like a, the group of, uh, and you joined Runway, right? It's a, it's the the group that's sort of like more of an entry level, but it's it's an active group of investors. What made you come to the event first of all, and then, you know, ever a lot of people go, and not everyone joins. Why why did you make that that move to join? Yeah, so to to go in the first place, you know, I, I knew a few other people that had gone in person uh, previous year. I think in San Diego or something had talked about like it was one of the most phenomenal events they'd been to with like just actionable items to walk away with. And so I bought my ticket to to actually go in person. I was going to fly back, um, you know, from the UK uh, to go in person, and then of course it turned virtual. And and it was, it was still a phenomenal event. And when I went walked into that week, and I had zero intention of joining runway uh, whatsoever. Yep. And throughout the weekend, you know, I just got to thinking about like, again, it came down to, I knew, you know, within 18, 24 months of that time that I was, I was going to be retiring. And many of my uh, investments had been opportunistic, as I mentioned up to that point. So I, I did invest, you know, I, over the past year, I've done a lot of private lending. I invested in 278 units as a limited partner, and so I had started doing some other things outside of the, the single family aspect, yep. but it still had been a lot of opportunistic. And I was like, if this is going to be, you know, my answer for not having a W-2 and to do this impact and stuff, I have to make it a lot more systematic and have processes yep. and not just, you know, carry on down the path that I'm going. And, you know, I knew because I'd started interacting with Bill and stuff over the, the previous six months, you know, he had, he had led the Veterans Live a few months previous yep. uh, with a couple others. And I knew that he could, he could deliver that and the seven figure team could deliver that. And so I, I walked in there not intending to. And by the end of the weekend, I was like, I need to, to do this. You know, this is an investment in myself, my family and, and the future that we have planned. How has that experience affected the way that you're doing things or the way you view real estate? What, what, and I don't want to put words in your mouth again, but what, what has that been like for you in the past? I don't know, since October, you know, nine months or whatever that is, eight, nine months. Yeah, it was interesting because like I, again, I didn't really have an intention. Like I wasn't really, didn't see myself as a wholesaler or even a flipper for that matter. I, I thought about doing some, some burrs, right? And so ultimately I thought, you know, like, because I, you know, I've been more of a buy and hold. And so I kind of thought, you know what, ultimately flipping and, and burr is essentially the, the same process, just some different exit strategies and stuff. And so it kind of made sense. And so it, you know, just the, the support system, you know, I mean, I love seven figure because they provide different mediums, whether, whether you need the course, you know, the Facebook group, whether you need some laser coaching, whether it's live events. And, you know, over the past year, I haven't got to take advantage of all of that because of the situation. I haven't got to go to the live events and things, unfortunately, but just the, the support that is there and regardless of the way that you learn, uh, it's an, it's an amazing family. And I, you know, I, that's what kind of pushed me, even though I didn't see myself as like flipping and things like that. I took the steps to start like building a network in a new market over the first few months, a market that I intend to kind of move back to when we, when we retire. 
And that eventually led into, um, you know, working on a fairly large rehab and stuff right now. And well, well, well I, you know, kind of made a little bit of a transition in focus, you know, that we'll probably go into here shortly, but uh, it just, you know, even if I didn't do 10 deals flipping or something like some others, you know, if you go back and look, my goal that first year was to, you know, to flip or burr like one or two properties. That's what I said. I said, you know, I only want to do one or two this year, really, because I just want to walk away with the knowledge, those systems and processes to know that I can do this, you know, repeatedly. Yeah. And, and so even though I, I may finish runway with just like this one burr from a single family perspective, like that was my goal walking into it. And, and, you know, I think sometimes we look at, you know, the, the, the cost of investment, you know, to, to do something like this, you know, like, Oh, that's a bunch of money. But like, I was like the, the one deal pays for it. And I'm walking away with this free education, you know, yeah. essentially and stuff. So it's been a, it's been a phenomenal experience. You alluded to the to the new thing that you're working on. So let's talk about that because you joined the runway program, you know, getting the the processes and the systems and kind of learning from a group like that and having access to all of that that knowledge and, and collective information. You're you're starting to shift your focus into multifamily, I believe, right? That's correct. And, and the seven figure flipping group has now launched coincidentally, a multifamily mastermind. And I know you attended an event recently and you've decided to, to also join that group because that's kind of where you're transitioning, where your thoughts are. Um, uh, so I, I don't want to get too deeply into it necessarily in this podcast, but wh what is, what's that been like and what are your plans for the future? Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, like earlier this year, you know, I kind of started to, to transition. You know, I'd previously been a limited partner on multifamily and I started to transition to do, you know, kind of a, a general partner, uh, be a general partner on multifamily. And, and largely because, you know, some of the things I mentioned before and like the, the impact that I wanted to have and to give back, I, I felt uh, that that was the best way for me personally just to scale some of that. And so I, I actually working with the team, you know, we have a we have a property under contract right now that we're closing on 100 unit that we're closing on in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. And it was you know, I just started was kind of thinking about it, like, if I'm going to make an investment in, you know, to be surrounded by these kind of people, I want to do it in the strategy that I'm more focused on, right. And so I, the wheels were already kind of turning, um, you know, that I need to, to surround myself with a multifamily uh, group. And, you know, conveniently enough for me, the timing was absolutely spectacular, you know, the seven figure announced their launch of, of the multifamily uh, mastermind. And, you know, for me, it's already a known uh, kind of entity. Like I know the value that, that the seven figure family provides. And so I'm, you know, very happy just to stay with them and kind of make that shift uh, into their multifamily mastermind. Yeah, absolutely. The event was phenomenal. Uh, I know you referenced uh, Flip Hacking Live. So we have another one of those coming up, guys. If you're interested in, in, in understanding what Marcus saw in, in us in October of last year, uh, and why he decided when he went into the event, again, your words with zero intention of joining anything or doing anything. Uh, but you, you see over those three days, the integrity, number one, the transparency and the willingness to just give and give and give and give and, and deliver way more than we ever asked for in return. So uh, there is another event coming up. There's another Flip Hacking Live. It happens every October. So this October, it's going to be the 14th through the 16th. It is going to be live. Uh, so that's awesome, right? Last year, we had to be virtual, which is a lot of fun. I think it went great, but um, it's hard to beat live. So we're going to be there live in Orlando, Florida on October 14th, 15th, 
and 16th. If you want to go check it out and grab some tickets, by the way, before they go up in price, because we're kind of far from the event, which means the ticket prices are as low as they're ever going to be. Uh, you can go to fliphackinglive.com and you can get more information and sign up and grab your tickets now before the price goes up because they always do and they will. So um, Marcus, man, I really appreciate you jumping on here and doing this. Uh, I am filling in for Bill. So you had the, the B team, but hopefully it was a good experience. Um, and, and just sharing how and why, like really the, the focus here was how and why did you know real estate was for you, right? And it was a slow burn. It, it, you, you, like you said, in the beginning, it was very opportunistic. And then over time, you started to realize what it could be in the power of it. And, and to your point, and specifically personal to you, how you could help people while you while you build wealth and while you do what's right for your family, how you can actually help people. And, and now you're starting to even look at doing that at scale with multifamily. So I think it's awesome, man. You're It's a, it's a great story. And uh, again, doing this uh, as someone who's active in the military, it's you know, time is not an excuse. I hear that all the time. We're all busy. You live, you know, you don't even live in the United States and you're able to get this done. And uh, you see the power of real estate and what it can do, not only to help you, but help other people. So thank you again for your service. Thank you for your time today. It was awesome talking to you. And I wish you nothing but the best in the future, man. I know I'll be seeing a lot of you. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate that. And just for, the, for those listeners, I just want to echo your comments, you know, about the seven figure family and those events, you know, it's, it is very high integrity, very transparent. Uh, it is an open book, right? So while I have no regrets about my, my journey necessarily, if you don't want it to be a 17 year slow burn, you know, you can put yourself around these people and they will, they'll uh, open the book up for you. They will tell you anything and everything about how they're doing stuff. And, you know, they'll give you the answers. And sometimes it's almost, there's, there's so many answers there that it's, it's hard to almost put it all to work at one time. You just got to get what you need put that into place, get the next step and do that. So yeah, definitely. If you don't, if you don't want the 17 year slow burn, then uh, put yourself in this, in this kind of group and uh, yeah. you'll uh, expedite that success. Well put, well put. That is true. There is, there is something too. There's a power in accelerating your learning and therefore accelerating your success. So thank you again, man. I, I appreciate your time and I can't wait to see you in the future. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. All right. We'll see you. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.